Hey, good afternoon and uh, happy Valentine's Day from all of us at the SDBA. Kurt Everson here with the latest news from the 2020 state legislative session. SDBA's annual state legislative conference took place this week on Wednesday. I want to give a shout out to all the bankers, including our emerging industry leaders, who braved the weather and traveled on sketchy roads to make our event a great success. Numerous legislators made a point to thank me and the SDBA members for our hospitality and support. You do make a difference. Getting into the updates on uh, what happened this week, uh, first of all, Senate Bill 157 uh, involves rural development projects and local government processes. Members of the SDBA's Board of Directors and Legislative Committee discussed Governor Nome's bill to add clarity, transparency, and certainty to county zoning, conditional use permit, and seldom used special permitted use processes. The governor believes that passage of Senate Bill 157 will enhance prospects for growing local economies in rural areas of South Dakota. Governor Nome visited with bankers attending our conference on Wednesday afternoon asking for SDBA's support of Senate Bill 157. Bankers in attendance assured the governor that our industry supports her efforts. On Thursday morning, Governor Nome, Lieutenant Governor Roden, and key staff led a briefing for business and industry lobbyists on Senate Bill 157, focused on what the bill does and does not do. I informed the administration that I do intend to testify in support of SB 157 next Wednesday in Senate State Affairs Committee. Owners of farms, ranches, and other businesses willing to commit capital in support of development projects in rural areas of our state have a right to a fair, transparent, and timely local government permitting process. As providers of some of that capital, I will assert that bankers have an interest in eliminating uncertainties associated with very necessary local government permitting processes. There's no doubt that legislators will hear from strident vocal opponents of certain kinds of rural development projects. Local bankers wanting to offer accounting viewpoint are encouraged to reach out to your elected member of the state senate. We've provided links on the SDBA's website to information about Senate Bill 157 and also contact information for legislators, so look for those at sdba.com. I know that Governor Nome and her team truly appreciate SDBA and banker support for this measure. Shifting to House Bill 1109, dealing with Revised Uniform Limited Liability Company, Act, uh, brought by Representative Tim Johns, a Republican from LEAD, HB 1109 seeks to clarify state laws relating to potential personal liability on the part of a member or a manager of a limited liability company for debts owed by the LLC itself. This bill stems from a recent court case involving the development of the Deadwood Mountain Grand property. Knowing that lenders routinely ask limited liability company members 
to provide personal guarantees in support of loans made to a LLC, SDBA took an interest in this legislation. Our general counsel, Brett Kennecke, testified in support of HB 1109 Wednesday morning in House Judiciary Committee because, like Representative Johns, we believe the changes to South Dakota's LLC statutes contained in HB 1109 make it clear that the only way an individual member of an LLC is liable for company debt is through a separately executed personnel personal guarantee. This bill adds clarity to our statutes and brings South Dakota in line with the Model Act and other states, thereby allowing our courts to use comments and other state cases to interpret this section of our code. Members of the committee voted unanimously in support of sending HB 1109 on to the full House of Representatives. Next bill I'll talk about is Senate Bill 148. The Uniform Financial Power of Attorney Act has an interesting history in South Dakota. When this legislation was brought on behalf of the AARP of South Dakota two years ago, SDBA raised long-standing industry concerns about certain provisions that could work to the advantage of a greedy agent and to the detriment of both the principal and bankers trying to protect the best interests of their customer. Because of our opposition, opposition, that legislation failed in 2018. This past Wednesday, conference attendees and I discussed feedback recently received from attorneys of several SDBA member banks concerning the UPOAA legislation. Recognizing that bankers and their attorneys have differing views of some of the provisions included in SB 148, SDBA will take a neutral position on the legislation when it is heard in the Senate Judiciary Committee next Tuesday morning. In advance of that hearing, I will use member feedback to develop questions that members of the committee could pose to the proponents of SB 148. Because the 2020 version of UPOAA was brought at the request of the State Bar of South Dakota, I presume the provisions of the bill have been reviewed by members of at least one committee of the bar, but I'm not sure attorneys who actively work with problem POAs inside banks were included in that review. Proponents of SB 148 sought our input but chose to reject our concerns. Regardless of whether SB 148 passes or fails this session, we believe it is important for the banking industry to establish a basis for future discussions about the workings of this Uniform Act. SB 110 was an act that would have provided Legislative Research Council access to tax returns. Sensing little support for his proposal among members of the Senate State Affairs Committee, Senator Reynold Nessaba from Sioux Falls asked that SB 110 be withdrawn from future consideration during the 2020 legislative session. SB 104 dealt with putting limits on entitlements to mechanics liens. Brought by Senator Gary Kamak from Union Center, this bill would have barred a contractor or a subcontractor performing work on a public roadway 
from placing mechanics liens against owners of adjacent property. This bill was introduced because of a dispute between a contractor and a subcontractor involved in county road repairs in conjunction with the Trans-Canada Pipeline Project in western South Dakota. One roadwork subcontractor successfully placed liens against property of 23 adjoining landowners. TransCanada promptly satisfied the demands of the subcontractor and liens were subsequently released. Senate Commerce Committee members decided Thursday that the unique circumstances surrounding this matter did not justify changing well-established mechanic lien statutes in South Dakota. Accordingly, committee members voted 4-2 to two on Thursday in favor of deferring SB 104 to the non-existent 41st legislative day. House Bill 1274 proposed uh, the formation of a two-year tax revenue study task force. On Thursday morning, retired University of South Dakota economics professor Representative Ray Ring treated members of the House Taxation Committee to an informative lecture on comparative state business tax burdens. It was clear that committee members, especially those new to the legislature in 2019, appreciated the depth of Dr. Ring's research and thoughtful analysis in support of HB 1274. David Owen, president of the South Dakota Chamber of Commerce and Industry, testified in support of the bill, and not just because Mr. Owen is still trying to raise the less than stellar grade he received in Dr. Ring's class during his days as a student at USD. After a long and thorough discussion on its merits, committee members deferred HB 1274 to the 41st legislative day on a vote of 7 to 2. Well, we've crossed the halfway mark of the 2020 session, but that's it for this week. If you have questions or concerns, please give me a shout. Have a great weekend, everybody.